Well, good morning, Grace Chapel family. I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas with family and friends and loved ones. We are coming down the home stretch of 2023, and it's hard to believe, and we're preparing to enter a brand new year. And this time of year, it's a perfect time to reflect on what God has done in the previous year and maybe begin to think about and dream about what God wants to do in the upcoming year. And as we reflect back, maybe there's something that he's taught us, a perspective that we've gained, a word that he's spoken over us or some characteristic that he's growing in us. In our staff meeting recently, I shared with our team that among the many things that God has done in and around my life, my family this last year, one of the most profound things that he's done is that he's taken me deeper into healing and freedom. And it's been hard and difficult work over this last year, but after chipping away at some of, some of these things through a lot of prayer and some counseling work, I'm coming into this new year with an incredible sense of hope and joy and freedom and excitement uh, about what's ahead, not only in my own life and in my family, but for our church family as well. And I am so unbelievably grateful. And as we look ahead into 2024, it's also an opportunity to consider new beginnings, new habits, new hopes, new resolutions. Maybe things that we wanna stop doing that are distracting or unhelpful or things we wanna start doing that we know God is inviting us to do. And in the context of our series on joy, especially in the context of Dr. Alan Shore's definition of joy, which is being with someone who is happy to be with me, there is one practice we haven't yet talked about that will exponentially multiply not only your joy, but the joy of those around you as well. And that practice is the practice of encouragement. Now, when the Bible talks about this practice, it's not talking about complimenting someone's homemade salsa or their brand new haircut, although we certainly can and should do those things. But biblical encouragement is about seeing and calling out the good in others, building into them God's perspective of them, of how God has uniquely wired them or gifted them or how you see God changing them, growing them, or using them to impact other people's lives. Hebrews chapter three, verse 13 says this, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And notice this isn't a suggestion, it's a command. And notice the frequency, it's daily. That phrase, as long as it's called today, means while you still have the opportunity. In other words, don't miss the opportunity to encourage somebody. Why? Because encouragement is a guard against sin, it's a guard against discouragement, and it's a guard against the hardening of our hearts. Dr. Henry Cloud wrote this. He says, encourage literally comes from in courage. The courage is put into you from outside. Our character, our abilities grow through internalizing from others what we do not possess in ourselves. A few weeks back, I preached a message on the face of God. And I've been studying a number of different books on the intersection of neuroscience and Christianity and attachment theory, all fascinating stuff. And I'm doing my best to connect the dots between what science has discovered in, in the power of our facial expressions and the Bible's instructions to seek the face of God. But I'm quoting neuroscientists and Christian psychologists and people on uh, what I feel like are on a whole different intellectual plane than I am. 
And so after our 11 a.m. service, the, the sweetest woman comes up to me and she looks at me and she, she says this. She, she says, you're not gonna expect this, but I'm a neuroscientist and you did good. And I, I'm telling you, I, I felt like I could do a backflip because I'm going, I am not a neuroscientist. And that encouragement just made my day. It built into me a joy and a courage that I didn't have before that moment. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 11, it says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up. Ephesians four, verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And again in Hebrews, but chapter 10, verses 24 through 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So in regards to encouragement, we all need it. The Bible commands it. We're all better for it. But many of us, we can be a little bit timid or afraid to actually practice it. Because when we think about encouraging someone else, oftentimes it can feel like we're exposing something about ourselves that makes it maybe easier to be hurt or wounded in the process. So we let our fears or our insecurities get the best of us and we wall ourselves in and we never say anything at all because we're afraid to be vulnerable. And we view at times vulnerability, we view it as weakness. Now we might not come out and directly say it that way, but this is how it often comes out in regards to encouraging another person. We say, oh, they probably already know what an impact they've made. I don't need to say anything. And the truth is, maybe they don't know, and maybe you do need to say something. Or you say, well, they probably have other people who encourage them all the time. What difference would it make coming from me? Again, they probably don't have a bunch of people doing that. And even if they did, it would mean something different coming from you. Or we go, worst case scenario. We say, oh, well, if I'm gonna encourage this person, they're probably gonna laugh in my face, tell me they already knew that, and say something like, why would I care what you think about me? And I know you think this sometimes because I think this sometimes. And here's the question. What kind of person would actually do that? And if you think that's a real possibility, instead of encouraging them face-to-face, -face, write them an encouraging note. It's a little safer. There's a, a saying that's a part of the culture at the Narrowgate Foundation, one of our partner ministries and a community that God used to really change my life. And the phrase is this. You are best ministered to when you are ministered through. Proverbs 16, 24 says, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. And Romans chapter one, verses 11 and 12, Paul writes, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, what I mean by that is this, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. In other words, encouragement is like oxygen. You need it to keep going, but you really feel it when you don't have it. And the irony is, you, when you give encouragement away to others, you are also encouraged along with them. Proverbs 11.25 says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
So as I head into the new year, I'm resolving to be more intentional about encouraging other people, to be looking for opportunities to point out the good things that God is doing in and through the people that he's placed in my life. My wife, my children, those I'm walking in biblical community with. And so here's God's invitation to you today. Set aside a few minutes today to get alone with God. Grab a pen and paper and listen for the Lord as you answer these three questions. Number one, who needs to be encouraged today? Truett Cathy was known for asking this question. How do you know if someone needs encouragement? And he would answer his own question with this. If they are breathing. Everybody needs encouragement. But who specifically is God highlighting for you? Everyone could use it, but there might be someone specific that God brings to your mind that maybe needs an extra dose of encouragement today. Could be a friend, could be a child or a parent or a sibling, a neighbor, a coworker. So that's the first question. Second question is this. What circumstances or challenges are they facing right now? Are they changing jobs or struggling to make ends meet? Are they worn out from additional stress at work? Are they the only Christian in their family and they're trying to remain gracious and patient in some really challenging relationships? Do they have a child that's walked away from the faith? Do they have a, a loved one that they've lost recently? Or maybe you don't know the specific challenges, but you know that they have a, a gaggle of children in their home and it's a little bit chaotic at times and they're doing their best to love and serve their family well. But think through who they are and what their circumstances are and, and really hone in to what some of those challenges or what some of those circumstances are and that helps you answer this third question. What can I affirm and what does God want them to know? Now, just to clarify, this isn't you saying, God told me you're supposed to move to Canada. Like, don't do weird churchy things like thus saith the Lord and just be an encouragement to the person. Think about who they are. Think about who they're becoming, what impact God is making in and through their life. It doesn't matter how small an impact it seems to be, you can encourage that person in that way. And whether it's written or it's face-to-face -face and it's verbal, the key here is this, be specific. Be specific. So here's an example. Listen, I know you've been walking through a really tough season lately. And the other day, I couldn't help but notice how you went out of your way to bless this other person. And you really didn't have to do that, but, it, but you did. And it speaks to the kind of person that you are. It speaks to your character. In fact, God sees the way that you love others. And he wants you to know that he is so pleased with you. He's proud of you. And it's so easy to see the heart of Jesus in you, and it matters. Don't give up. You're not alone. And every hard season will cease one day. So you notice it's not, I think you're great for no reason in particular. Vague encouragement is only slightly better than no encouragement at all. And if it's just flattery, then it actually is worse than no encouragement at all. And here's what I know. As you encourage others, you will be encouraged. As you bring joy to others, you will be filled with joy. And as we head into 2024, my prayer is that Grace Chapel will continue to grow to be an encouragement-rich culture. And what Paul describes in Ephesians 4, I pray that this may be true of us. 
that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God bless you, Grace Chapel, and Happy New Year.